0: The Daily Maverick Show on cliffcentral.com
1: Good afternoon, you're live with us for The Daily Maverick Show on cliffcentral.com My name is Kingsley Kipuri, as usual, and I'm going to be your host for the next hour Joined in studio by Ranjeni Munusami Ranjani, always, always good to have you in studio we were trying to figure out what's going on between like how long ago the elections actually were I was talking we were trying to actually count was that 2 weeks ago was that 7 weeks ago we just couldn't figure it out like
0: yeah true. i think the last i came was before the before yeah. the elections yeah. right yeah. yeah and was just like since then we've uh, been to the ANC yang rally and um then the elections and then that massive counting process and then the shock of the results and then uh you know the tension over what would happen to the coalitions? Then the announcements by the EFF and DA that like changed things so massively.
1: I mean, that's a pretty and solid roundup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and
0: then then the actual establishment of the councils, and then yesterday <laughs> the the crowning of Herman Mashaba.
2: Not to mention a, a remember quasi protest oh, thrown wow, in the mix. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And Olympics, I was hoping you, I was hoping you mentioned Olympics. (laughs) Just on the side note, I've been trying to follow the 3am races and try to just like, in the morning, see the highlights of what's going on. Yeah, you know, it it
0: was, it was strange because there's this mix between this hard politics and then, you know, the, this, this, uh, I I don't know, this uh, uh, display of human excellence at the, at the Olympics, it's, uh, you know, it's, it sends you on the, this emotional roller rollercoaster. Yeah, and patriotism. Yeah. Like on one hand,
1: it's just uncritical yeah. patriotism. Yeah. It's like, it's us, it's a nation. And, uh,
0: I mean, the way the, the country also ra- uh, rallied behind the, the athletes has been, uh, you know, something else to behold. Um, and I think that, um, you know, Casta has been through such torment, but I think on the other, the other way of looking at it is the way the country stood up for her. And stood up to the rest of the world And the bullies in the rest of the world That has really been a triumph
1: I mean, that was so cool Just seeing the hashtag hands of and I remember people saying They have to set their alarms Not just for the race So that when people start tweeting about it When the race is on That they're there to fight back for her and Yeah, that and was there like,
0: was some massive uh, snatching of wigs <laughs> <laughs> I like that snatching, of, snatching uh, of wigs Going on, you know the, the, With her competitors That were such bitter, Yes, I forget losers. the lady's
1: name But she, she said Lindsay's she's the first something Is it sharp? Yeah, Lindsay I think Sharp. So. And Not she said so sharp. she's sharp. the first <laughs> I think she said she's the first European athlete and the first white athlete or something like that. She considers herself silver uh, medalist or something like that. Yeah. Basically discounted uh the three the top three people who yeah. were who were black Africans.
0: She needs like a a wooden medal for <laughs>
1: <laughs> i was thinking if they could disqualify her based on you know the olympics yeah. always has these values and olympic yes. values B-
0: bad spots yeah should. i know i know no, they do the opposite i know they do the
1: opposite do. where when people help each other up like if you fall and i help you up or something they like yes. they award yes. those people yeah. but i wonder yeah. if they do the opposite where if you if you're an asshole if they take away <laughs> your fifth fifth place thing yeah anyway, no okay Anyway, and we still haven't figured out who made the tracksuits yet. We still don't know <gasps> the tender for the tracksuits. Oh, suit.
0: my gosh. <laughs> At least Custer's fit her a little bit. Clads and wades looked horrendous. It looks borrowed. It looked yeah.
1: like you go to your big brother, like, I need to go to Olympics. Can I borrow your truck <laughs> Anyway, you can tell I've been dying to talk about Olympics. But for the people who actually want to know what we're on about, as Ranjani mentioned, we will talk about the local government elections. So... We haven't had a show on this since prior to the elections. We were throwing forward, and we were hypothesizing and we were forecasting what could happen. Um, and last week we said, you know what? Let's let's focus on Marikana, um, which was something that we really need to talk about, and also because a lot of the election results were still coming—not results, but the discussions were still happening. And we said, you know what? Let's wait for, let's wait for things to be a lot more final before we speak again. Um, and now that's that's now done, right? So all the hung municipalities have been decided either through through council votes or coalition agreements. I think Ekuruleni. Um, that's happening right now, if yes. I'm not mistaken. But the rest, the rest I, think the yeah. One, yeah? I think that's the only outstanding mm. one. I think that's that's happening as we speak. So it's time to actually sort of dig into this. So I'm curious. I mean, Greg, you haven't spoken yet, but I'm I'm, I'm curious. And when you see this, and you see that the, the NC wasn't able to get a majority in five out of eight of the of the metros in the country, you see the drop in the national vote from 62 percent down to you know just under 54. percent Is that something that we could have predicted a year ago? Um, you know, I think.
2: I think predicting the ANC's um, loss in support in these elections would have been like predicting Leicester's win in the Premier League um, last year. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, of course, we did know, looking at yeah. the 2014 election results, that there were these sort of key battleground metros because the ANC significantly declined in support in Nelson Mandela Bay, Twana yeah. and Johannesburg. Um, but I don't think there was anyone really that predicted... It, it sort of seemed fairly clear that um, the DA would take uh, either, either with a sort of... Um, uh, Hong municipality and, mm. and, and the later coalition take Nelson Mandela Bay. Um, but Swana and Joburg, I think particularly Joburg, I don't yeah. think anyone predicted mm. the ANC's serious decline, um, in support in these regions or necessarily that the DA would be able to get these sort of coalition agreements or well, not necessarily coalition agreements, but, but get support for leadership, yeah. um, positions from the economic freedom fighters. I think that was you know it's just sort of like it's hard to even believe what's happened in the last you know last few weeks where we're, where we now have a DA mayor in joburg DA mayor in tswane um because of the EFF's decision to vote, vote for the Democratic Alliance.
1: It was crazy. And we were, we were talking, and even, even people who wanted, like, the DA to, to, do, to be very successful were extremely surprised. And they're just like, even we did not anticipate this. So I was think something. the DA is <laughs> the most surprised <laughs> of everyone. Uh,
0: you know, um, it was <laughs> such a fascinating experience being at the IEC during the accounting process. Mm, mm. And being in that pressure cooker situation as the results come in and you get to watch how people react. In real time when the the number comes up. It was such an amazing experience. And, you know, you you see people's insecurities, you see their triumphs, Mm. um, you see their anger. Uh, and from the n c from that table where where uh, the n c officials were there was a lot of anger and disappointment and at a lo- lots of times the resentment against uh opposition parties and uh with the d a they had a highly organized team okay. um, of um uh, of, of of like real nerds pouring through the figures mm. and things and then they had you know m p s walking around it and, uh, and uh you know they, when you chat to them uh I think that they, some of them were caught off guard. They were, uh, they did not expect, for example, Joburg's results to be what it was. Um, I think they certainly were expecting that result in uh, Nelson Mandela Bay. And that is why they sort of, uh, you know, were shot out of the gates mm. straight away with that and announced yeah, and it. Early. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. They even called that Yeah. They called it out. early. And with Swane, I think they knew it was going to be an uphill battle. I think that was, you know, the fervent hope that they would get the capital. But, you know, I, uh, uh, you know, uh, in the, in the last few weeks, the, the ANC really went all out, uh, on that campaign trail. Wow. They, they pulled everything they had. They had major celebs. And, yeah. You know, they were, they were all over the place. They were dabbing, you know, and doing fashion shows. And, yeah. and that Siang Oba rally was something to behold. It's, mm. it's the ANC's, history, magnificence, it's organizational power all on display. So it was difficult to read. I actually thought they pulled mm. back a little bit. Um, I didn't think that they would lose Joburg. I, I really didn't think. I thought they would retain Joburg because when you saw that display of power there, it looked as if they, had, they had, had, had grabbed back some confidence. Mm. Um, but you know, when you, when you think through it, and I certainly hope there's some deep thinking, when you think through it, there's been so much hurt and pain. Um, you know, pe- for, 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 for a lot of people in this mm. country, the NC is not just a political organization. There is something deeper. There's something that's inexplicable about the ANC. And for them to, you know, there were, there were people who, who, who voted against the ANC. There were people who made a conscious decision to vote for other parties. Mm. And there were people who just stayed away. And all three of those categories of people need to be analyzed, um, you know, by the ANC. So, you, you know, it was, I, I, you could see that, um, and there, the IEC, the, the the way the ANC officials were reacting is that they also thought they pulled it back. You know, they also thought Nkandla and the Guptas and things would not be factors in the in this election. It turns out. They were, and the major factor which the ANC did not count on being such a, a, a differentiator in this election was President Jacob Zuma.
2: I think as well, when when we look back to our expectations, mm. there were signs there, like I mentioned, the past election results with the, the declining support for the ANC, as well as the constitutional court judgment against the president and Kandla, yep. um, the ideas of state capture. There was a lot of negative press and serious issues that were coming mm. out about certain national leadership in the ANC combined, if if we can, in retrospect we can look at the DA's very long and hard fought campaign they started yes. campaigning much much earlier than the ANC did um, the the DA's sort of confidence on these issues the the role that the EFF has played in in casting doubt and bringing sort of a new level of se- severe criticism to the ANC but then I think. I think it's also just change, such serious change and such rapid change is so unexpected because the ANC has been in power in these municipalities for so long.
1: Yeah, I think you'd expect more of a steadier decline. That's right. Yeah.
2: That's right. It's sort of, I, I think, I think just, just for that factor that mm-hmm. no one would predict that things would change, um, in the biggest municipalities in the country so soon.
0: I think the one amazing thing also is that even the DA, uh, has been, their narrative is that by 2024, mm. they could be a party in power. Like the EFF talks big. They say the government's in waiting. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about that, uh, the EFF just <laughs> now. But the DA has been saying, you know, that they, they're counting on 2024 as a, uh, you're up to now. But when you look at things now, you know, the prospect of President Maimani is, is very real. You know, it's you. You never would have thought it possible, like you know, a month ago. But look a, where we are. A
2: month ago, I remember with, with some friends yeah. and colleagues, and I was saying, you know, we could have Mayor Mashaba, almost yeah. more, as a joke. It was bit. the biggest joke <laughs> yeah, in the yeah, world. Yeah. Everybody was laughing. like, oh, yeah. Mayor Herman, Mayor <laughs> Herman."
1: <And> now <laughs> yeah. he's the mayor today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Ranjani, you mentioned like a bunch of the the, the big national issues, so things like Kanal and so on. And I'm curious how much weight. You think voters put on that in a local election? Do you think people going on and they're thinking of Kandla and they're thinking of perhaps fees must fall and the Guptas, um, and some of the issues at ESCOM or SAA? Or do you think they're thinking more around, you know, water provision in the area, er- electricity? How much, how localized do you think people go into these elections thinking? Or, or do you think they, they take the whole party and the national issues into their voting decision?
0: Look, I don't think people compartmentalize okay. the way they look at politics. I think, you know, life in South Africa has become really hard for lots of people. Okay. Um, and, you know, um, pre, pre-apartheid, I, I still have, um, uh, you know, a, a, a memory of the hardships during those days. Uh, like for my parents, my oh. family, just, you know, going from one place to another was so hard. And, um, you know, the, 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 the difficulties my own parents face faced and you know life has been good for me um you know i've been able to get an education i've been able to prosper in, in my life um but you know when i look around at people from the community i come from um in northern kzn and um you know in 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 different places is that life gets Hard. Life is hard in South Africa, uh, you know, for there with so many people unemployed with uh, just being able to afford food, with not being able to, uh, to get jobs for lots and lots of years. Yeah. I'll give an example for, um, uh, you know, my, I come from a mining town that mine mm. closed many years ago and many people who lost their jobs yeah. then have never been able to get it back and have lost hope. Um, and so when you, when you have all those mi- millions of people mm. like that who have no more hope, and then when you think about, um, you know, the, 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 this elite layer in society, people elected to serve us, living the way they do, behaving the way they do, uh, I think all of that, you know, manifests a certain yeah. thought process in people's minds. Um, and when they look at how difficult their own lives are, um, and when, when they look at the, the, the kind of opulence, of Of, of two hundred and forty six million being spent on a house one house um, of, of of the this looting of the state mm. of disrespecting people you know things like terms like dirty votes, yeah. um, those kinds of things, I think all of that builds up and builds up. And, you know, uh, I know people who who were so worked up about going to vote on that day um, because they had made conscious decisions not to vote ANC. And that was a hard decision for them. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's like taking a decision against your parents, your g- grandparents and yeah. saying, I'm taking a new path now. Mm. I'm making a different choice. And that's difficult. Um, and that's what I'm saying, that for people to do that, there there is many, many factors that mm. would have went into that decision. And therefore, all those things that we do count and th- we do talk about all those national issues mm. all do impact on that decision. On top of local issues, such as uh, bad service delivery and um, councillors would disrespect their communities.
1: I mean, I love, um, I love that that... That sort of incoherent picture you paint—not incoherent, but it's not as neat—and said, "This is. These are my thoughts on the national part. On the sort of national issues. These are my thoughts on local issues." Sorry, Greg, I cut you off. No, I was going to say. Yeah. I think
2: um, p- p- past results yeah. have shown that people are more willing to change their votes in local government elections, okay. suggesting that they're willing to um, that they're looking more at local government issues and not necessarily just going to go with their consistent party. But I think, like Ranjini is saying, yeah. in this in this election. The, the national issues really did have, uh, perhaps a stronger role to play than in the past because when, when combined with all these sort of local issues, um, it reflected quite poorly on the ANC. And I remember when, when I interviewed Buckstow, um, Johannesburg Mayor Buckstow before the local government elections, mm, he said, recently, yeah. he said, no, um, you know, I asked him how, what sort of role will national ANC issues yeah. play? And he said that. He doesn't think that they're really going to come into play significantly. Um, people have looked at what the, the ANC in Johannesburg done and will hopefully vote accordingly. Yeah. But then, even the ANC in in Johannesburg in its press conference on Sunday admitted that, actually, while while they, they think um, they've done a good job, and the voters often believe that in Johannesburg they've done a good job, local government issues in these elections were over- overshadowed by national issues like they mentioned the the constitutional court judgment yeah. against um, against the president, um, like e-tolls and so on.
0: Yeah, I think sure. that the NC in Joburg did try and cushion itself. Um, and, and, and it, the NC in Gauteng actually mm. did what, that was their strategy to try and focus on the achievements in Gauteng in Johannesburg. Um, but I think, you know, there were, there were so many other factors impacting on that. Swane was imploding. Um, the NC in Swane was imploding. Um, I think that the factional battles, the whole image of the, the NC in Gauteng, you know, it's, it's trying to assert itself where it's running the This uphill battle, um, uh, in constant conflict with the national ANC. Um, and I think that, you know, that, that their, their constituency is different from the rest of the country. You have people who have access to a lot of information. Yeah. You know, there's a variety of um of 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 um, media platforms in mm. in in Gauteng, for example. There's n- plenty of radio stations. Um you know, there's uh, people have more access to smartphones yeah. so they have the access social to media, social like media. Chamber, yeah. Yes, yeah. So you know, there's there's lots of voices. There's more uh you know, people consume uh, uh news from media from uh, newspapers. Um and therefore you know they have a different fight to, to what you would have in, like, in my place mm. in Danhauser uh, or in Kimberley, uh, for example. So you know, and they were aware. Their own research showed that uh, you know that there was, um, they uh, the, they had big perception problems uh, to confront, and that there was um, a lot of negativity around the ANC. And they ran a different campaign to try and manage that, but the ANC mm. nationally wouldn't allow that. They still believed that President Zuma should be. Top of the ticket, he should be the face of the campaign um and that he should basically lead uh the narrative and the messaging and that backfired it it um it, the, the, you know a massive part of the NC's constituency in in Gauteng turned against them and um uh, i unfortunately for the NC in joburg you know they their their employees in uh in the city performed mm. really well they uh, Parks Tower is uh, really someone who epitomizes a good story to tell. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, you know, yesterday I was saying on Twitter that he mm. is the biggest victim of these local this government outcome. elections, yeah. and it really is—it's a tragic story. It's really a sad story that someone who worked that hard had to fall and you have people who, you know, continue to to, to waste taxpayers' money, be useless at their jobs. You know, they're there. You know, sometimes you don't see them for months. There's some ministers, you, I, I actually forgot they exist. <laughs> um, and they're still in their jobs and someone like Parks Tower has to lose his job.
1: I mean... I mean, I hear you on 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 Houteng, and I, I I remember you know prior to the elections when we were talking, sort of forecasting potential strategy, is that if there was a way they could have isolated themselves from national issues, perhaps not have Zuma on their posters and at rallies, not have him front and centre, but surely that would have to come from a concession within the party that there was something to be shielded from.
0: Yeah, but th- yeah. this is the thing. I think this is the, 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 uh, the one thing about this election that is still not getting through to the, to the national leadership is the, the, the image of President Zuma. I see you, after the, the NEC meeting, uh, uh, Greg was there mm. uh, when they announced that they would take collective responsibility for the failings of the NC. And they still uh, refuse to acknowledge that President Zuma is different. People perceive him differently. People, uh, when when they talk about what has gone wrong, he is factor number one. Um and the NEC has failed to acknowledge that. Um and I, I think that the NC did try and uh, work around that yeah. uh but they were not allowed to.
1: I mean is it I mean you mentioned the NEC and I'm I remember reading the I mean Greg, I think you wrote an article on this um about the steps they said they would take post elections. I um, and the first thing is they said that the, the issue of President Zuma was not up for you know up for discussion or for reflection. Is it possible for an honest reflection of the ANC to begin with with saying we will not we will not, you know, discuss or we will not reflect on the issue of Zuma being the president? Does it does that already just discount the whole process?
2: I think I think it partly does if yeah. if the president's role isn't up for discussion. Yeah. Well I, I think they sort of inferred that, you know, there was some sort of people trying to raise issues about the president, but his, his role continuing to be the president is certainly not up for discussion. But on the one hand, I do see what the, the ANC leaders like Wedamantasha yeah. are saying when they say that, um, we can't just blame President Zuma because, because where was the rest of the ANC mm, leadership this yeah, time? We're, so. al- we're always talking about taking collective decisions and, 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 um, sort of making our, making our, um, Doing everything we do with collective responsibility and collective action, because that's the history of what the ANC is. Um, so now we can't just put our finger on one guy, and that's true. Because then it shows that the sort of if you want to just blame Zuma, why didn't why didn't the NEC call him to account before? Yeah, but okay. I think I think the key problem is they didn't call him to account before. They let they let things slide, and. Both Zuma and that collective NEC must take responsibility, not only on the ANC's performance in these elections, but for allowing the negative perceptions of President Zuma to continue, um, without being confronted when it should have been. I think that's one of the key problems. They have to look at Zuma's problem and sort of reflect on their own, um, complicity, complicity because, because they, it wasn't, it wasn't Zuma that necessarily, um, made the apology to, uh, accepted his apology. He for, didn't accept his own apology. Uh, right. That's right. Yeah. It was the NEC yeah. that accepted his apology for the unkindler stuff, yeah. and I think they all have to actually look at the run-up to all these all all, all these issues that they've sort of created.
0: But even before that, um, you would remember the gathering 2015, uh, when uh, Paul Mashatile spoke about mm. how uh, the NEC had not endorsed. Uh, then Kandla upgrades and further upgrades to Kandla, And, um, even before that, um, you know, it's now well known that he has said repeatedly in the na- meetings of the National Executive Comi- uh, Committee, Guys, let's pay. Just he didn't even more. say you yeah. pay. Let's. He said, "Let guys, let's pay." Meaning, let us pay. You, you know, let let if there is this collective decision, yeah. let us make a collective yeah. decision to pay this thing. That would have been a way to manage. the way Yeah, and out. try to make
1: it go away. It's like I apologize, and he looks yeah. benevolent. Like I'm. I apologize. think you know,
0: since uh, even before the public protector's report was released yeah. in March 2014, there were opportunities for the NC to maneuver out of this mess. And consequent to the, the release of the report, there were hundreds of opportunities that the ANC could have taken to, to, to walk away from it, to wash their hands of it, or to help the president, uh, you know. But we've seen what they, what they did in parliament, um, you know, and that caused a lot of anger, the, the, the way the ANC caucus dealt with that Nkandla report. And it ran mm. from there all the way to the Constitutional Court. And, you know, in all that time, they had opportunities. Mm. Then they get, you know, the the matter is then set down to be heard by the Constitutional Court. Suddenly the president says, oh, I'll pay, you know, that leaves the N.C. with so much egg on its face because he he basically just left them dangling um, because all the time they were saying he shouldn't pay uh and you know the minister of police uh produced that ridiculous report saying why you shouldn't pay yeah. uh, and then he said oh i'll pay and then the the constitutional court came out with the judgement it did and that was an indictment on, on everyone including the the nc so, yes, I think, you know, when it comes to collective responsibility, yes, there should be a collective responsibility because, yes, they all were responsible for the mess. But they should also remember who is at the center of the mess. And that is what they, they, they're refusing to do. But that being said, while I was coming here yeah. the n c uh, <laughs> okay. was holding a media briefing uh Greta Mantasha was holding a media briefing and um so I caught a bit of it, and he does seem to have a slight difference in tone mm. i think that there's now more i think the shock of what's happened At in the, the municipalities job, yeah was, mm. i think that the the NC is now beginning to accept the full extent of uh of what has happened um and i I think that you know that they they they're more somber they're less um kind of uh uh, you know with the with the dismissive mm. of what uh, what has happened, mm. and one really astounding thing that um, Matasha said i still I still need to look at the context in mm. which the statement has made, but he said he was willing to step down and call an early conference if that would help now. That is a major <laughs> statement mm. um from the ANC Secretary General. Uh I don't I don't know what the question yeah, was the that question prompted was, it. Yeah. So I need as I say, I need to look at the context. Yeah. But the fact that he said that and he's put that on the table, yeah. you must know that the ANC Youth League has so far so far called uh, for that. Mm. They intuit very different factions. Um so it, it's an interesting uh, development. We, I'm sure it's something that's going to be playing out mm. In the next few days and weeks So it, it, the, I think that the, um, the NC is on its knees now It is the, the t- uh, beginning to think deeper So um, yeah, that's something to watch
1: I mean that's interesting. I mean, Greg, you mentioned we got. I think the press release came out just now, and that's happening. Is that is that press conference happening? It's happening right now. It, it, okay. It's finished. It's, done, it's yeah. finished. So it's on Twitter, and we'll sort of have a look at what exactly came out of that. Um Just quickly on the strategy leading up to local government elections, I and mean, we've talked a lot about the ANC. Um, I think DA. I mean, we've spoken a bit about this, and I think they've. It's fair to say that they've done extremely well at at dispelling this idea that it's a it's a white party or that it's you know it's a national party. You know in new dress so that it's going to bring apartheid back i think they've done you know extremely well at that and this constant message of hopping on that they govern better where the da governs things work um yeah i think i think i think we can agree with some man has done like extremely I well think, at least those two things
2: no i think i think it's very difficult to yeah. convince the whole electorate that yeah. um it's not a white party or or necessarily that they govern better but i yeah. think they've convinced more people and they've they've done pretty well i think in dispelling the notion especially that they're going to bring apartheid mm. back so i think they've done very well on that front although some people will still criticize them well, as as a risk of that but i think yeah. they've really lessened um that that greatest worry that voting the da will will you know lead to sort of certain laws that that might have been around in apartheid mm. to to return and i think sort of money even himself is a product of this i think um yeah. That the party has really, um, in its messaging, in the leaders it puts out there, um, in in the sort of advertising campaigns, yeah. and even even its decision to to, to be on the ground marching um, on on government and ANC offices, yeah. it's done well in terms of putting black members at the forefront and and promoting young black leaders, and I think that has really helped dispel this sort of worry. And then at the same time, as you said, they've continued to push this thing home, um, that the DA, where the DA governs, it governs better. Yeah. And, you know, they cite all the statistics and stuff like that, but it's almost just become like a mantra. Yeah, it's just a fact it, now. It's it, just the DA yeah, governs it, better. in everybody's mind. It's, and I think yeah. th- th- those two factors, I think significantly helped people, um, maybe give the DA a chance yeah. or, or cast further doubt on the ANC. So, so I think that strategy that they've been working on for years um, has effectively has effectively worked you didn't, you didn't see them you didn't see them win majorities in these yeah. sort of areas but it got them over the line to form these coalition agreements
1: um and all the issues we've just mentioned of the anc's actual slip ups the da was really good at capitalizing on that so anything, anytime something came out of parliament anytime time there was a misstep by the anc the da tried to be front and centre of that of the, of the backlash against that.
0: Well, when it comes yeah. to capitalizing on yeah. the ANC's weaknesses, yeah. I think nobody's done that better than the EFF. There you go. Mm. The EFF has really taken that into a different league. Um, yeah. But I think uh, with the DAE, um, they are they're different schools of thought, one of which is Julius Malema's um, statement at his media briefing, they the they're less of the two evils. Mm. I think many people do think of it in that way. Okay. The other thing is that, uh, some people believe that it's, it's time for change and they needed to give someone, give, give another party a chance. Yeah,
2: just give another party. To away. Somebody yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, you know, some, it, it's, something else has to be better than what we yeah. have now. Um, I think, um, some people have accepted the, the DA's messaging. They do believe that, um, that the, the DA has its heart in its right place. It has the correct approach. Um and I think uh, you know that there's a there's a large uh amounts of people who are also just so disenchanted and so fed up that they could have gone into uh, into the the uh, polling Rotary. booth. Yes. Looked at the ballot paper and Whatever. just like put their fingers over <laughs> the ANC and crossed Whatever. somewhere else. Yeah. You know, for one of the other opposition parties. Just go for the AIC. Yeah, yeah. No, I was <laughs> just about to say, that's how the AIC got their The AIC <laughs> is, is really a phenomenon. <laughs> that must yeah, needs its own show. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. that's, that's, yeah. Um, yeah, sorry, you, you want
1: to say no?
0: Yeah, but, um, I think that we mustn't take anything away from, uh, this new leadership of the DA as well. Okay. Uh, you know, Musi Maimani's only been in his job as leader of the of the Democratic Alliance for one year. You know, I could never do have done what he has done. There are millions of people who could never have done what he has done. He is is a real South African success story. You know, and we mustn't take that away. There's a lot of people who torment him about his accent, Mm. about whatever, you know. But he is um a young Black South African who defied the odds, who came out of nowhere. He's been in politics only for six years. You know, he's tried, he's dabbled in so many things. Mm. He was thrown in the deep end to take over the Democratic Alliance only two years ago. Um, I mean, uh, only a year ago. Yeah. He's, he, he was a parliamentary leader of only two years. Um, and it's a, it's a massive success story. And, you know, I, he is, one person I think that needs to be applauded for being able to carry himself with some dignity throughout this process. There's a lot of indignity in South African politics. It's a it's a huge mess. And sometimes, you know, you, you get home after, uh, you know, a day of being out there and you, you, you want to like shower in Jik, um, you know, because there's just so much of, of murkiness in South African politics. Um, but he's tried to be the good guy. In, in this, you know, and I think that there's some acknowledgement from the uh, uh, the electorate that, yeah, you know, let's give this like guy a chance.
1: It, we don't know too much, like, regardless of the party, we yeah. see you. We see you. And we yeah. respect we you. And you. like, we yeah. can do that. He's a son of yeah. a
0: domestic worker, yeah. you know, and look where he is now. It's, it's a great story.
1: I mean that's worth saying that the the twelve months I, I had forgotten that it had been just a year and yeah. I remember all the ridicule a year ago of like, Are you kidding me? Yes Helen Zilla you put this this puppet in front of yeah. of us and you think we don't know it's still you and that was the the joke that we and see he, what and, you're doing.
0: And he's been he took called that. He, yeah, took that. he took it, he accepted it, he's been called all sorts of names, he's been insulted in the worst ways. Yeah. Um and he's he's done the thing, you know? It's a good story. Okay.
1: I'm glad that we don't we don't have enough sort of positivity. Mm-hmm. As you know, I get depressed a lot. So I'm glad that we had like a, a happy shining moment for a second. Um, you mentioned the EFF and how they've taken the, uh, in terms of strategy and how they've taken the, this idea of capitalizing on the ANC's missteps and they've taken that to a new ball game. I mean, we saw, I mean, the Guptas, we saw the Gupta saga and them really make sure that was, that was... Front instead of the national dialogue, probably for much longer than it would have been in the absence of the e f f and they made sure that we would not forget that and Kandler as well is worth saying that they made sure that that was you know front page of every newspaper you know for for ages um getting kicked out of parliament and them taking that and making sure that that was something that people were continue to talk about and be outraged about and they took they took any little opportunity they could get to make sure that they were they were they were the topic of the discussion and that they were setting the the national agenda in terms of what people were were frustrated about or angry about or or cared about, and that 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 is in terms of just strategy and political strategy and making sure that that people are paying attention to you and taking you seriously. I think there has to be like in terms of strategy that's incredible um in yeah, response to that
0: you know um in, was it 2013, yeah. Greg, when you and I went to go and interview Julius Malema? Yeah, uh, mid 2013, wasn't yeah, it? When he was just forming... That was when he was. I didn't was... even know
2: if he had a name for them then. No,
0: he didn't. He was saying he, he that the day he told us that he was forming a, a political party. And I really wanted to laugh. But did
1: you take it? Yeah, was it serious? No, it sounded like it was a said, joke? Yeah. Said,
0: I said, like, how did you come to this decision? I said, you said, um, Floyd and I finished exams and we thought, what <laughs> yeah. should we do now? No, <laughs> I really did laugh you know I just thought you know like when you finish exams Mm. you get drunk and you know Mm. do weird things you do not form form a political political party party. but (laughs) that was his decision and when I look at it now three years later it's absolutely incredible he's had the tiger by the tail from that moment on you know he's the NC has been so disorientated by the EFF. They cannot anticipate their next move. They definitely did not anticipate this move that they made to vote for the DA but not go into coalition. It, mm. it, it, it threw them completely. Um, and you've seen that in Parliament as well, you know, that this, the, the way the nc I mean, the way the EFF... Sort of put into that Nkandla issue and just would not let go. They got assaulted. They got chucked out of parliament. They got all sorts of things happened to them. They just kept going and going and going. And then suddenly he announces, I'll see you in court. And look what happened in court. (laughs) The president of the Republic of South Africa was found to be in violation of the constitution. The EFF did that. Um, it's, it's another incredible story. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, people underestimated Julius Malema a lot when they, when, when he was expelled from the mm. ANC. They thought, that's it. He's finished and clear. are never going to see him again. He's going to, you know, it's, it, it, there, there's so many politicians in South Africa who like were in the heyday and then disappeared, never to be heard yeah. of again. Mm. He changed that now. he, he, he like, Grabbed the niche, he occupied it, and he's just been like bolting ever since. Um and I think there's something to be learned from him, uh, you know, in terms of thinking out of the box. And I think, you know, the, I, I mean, I've, I've mm. been reporting on politics since 1994. And this guy just keeps surprising me in terms of how he thinks. Um, you know, last Wednesday I was <laughs> sitting, um, we were at the media brief, EFF mm. media briefing in Alex and I was sitting looking at him there and I thought, you are 35 years old. <laughs> you are holding the attention of the entire country. Yep. And he's 35 years old, you know. Um, and he, and he came out, well, the EFF leadership came out mm. with this formula. Um, and, and look what they've done. They've, they've redefined the political space. Um, and I think, you know, that he is going to continue to do that. Uh, one thing he hasn't done, though, he's the one failure of the EFF is that they didn't get control of any municipality in this yeah. election. They did not meet their own targets, but they are continue to be strategic thinkers in yeah. the political space. So, in order to to continue to have relevance and to meet their targets in two thousand and nineteen, they need to continue to to do what they are doing now and do it well
1: i mean there was a, there was a sense of disappointment, yeah about them not getting a not i think they were pretty set on Limpopo. And at least, and a lot of people, one thought getting one there. municipality mm-hmm. in I think op-op. it would have been fantastic just
2: yeah. for them to get one municipality and so we could see actually how they governed. Yeah, we I mean, could see their model I in mean, action. We've
1: been pretty hard on the, on their manifesto and their model and, you know, saying it's unworkable and how it's going to work? So it would have been great to actually see and for them to be able to say this And way, they had that like, opportunity yeah. with
0: Rustenburg, I think, if they had formed that coalition with the DA. But they opted out of a coalition, um, and rather decided that well, the electorate did not give them control of a municipality. They not Julius's words were, "I'm not going to take it through the back door." Um, so, you know, it, it is unfortunate because I, th- I think, you know, a lot of people do want to see what they, yeah, you like know, take
1: we, it, please
2: take it. yeah to we, the whether, back whether so this rhetoric means do. anything, yeah. whether
0: it's actually feasible.
2: I think the, the EFF's decision on who to support in these elections and whether, you know, whether to take these positions or not. For me, that's one of the most interesting stories of the whole local government Absolutely. elections. Yeah. Um, like Ranjini was saying, no one could predict, I don't think, that the EFF would give, the DA support in these sort of hung metros and opposition parties in certain other areas without asking for anything else in return.
1: I mean, yeah, and I, th- without- I think we're talking about this and it sounds like Julius Malema almost set that up at the IEC when he did, when he gave the options they had and he yes, said, either yeah. going to, and he gave three That's options. Right. And I, I mean, whether he knew what they were he going to do. We said coalitions,
2: revote, yeah. or we could abstain from we voting. We could abstain.
1: And he gave three options. So I think that kind of set all our minds into three options. So coming out and, and taking a fourth option. And, and as you say, Giving away their power for free, Mm. one
2: might say. On on, on the one hand, and I I would have loved to hear some of the the sort of debate within the EFF about what this this decision as to what Mm. to do. On the one hand, you know you hear you hear some sort of EFF supporters and particularly ANC supporters criticizing the EFF, saying, "Look, they've given they've given power to you know what's still perceived by some or many um, as to be a white party, um, who are ideologically." opposite from the eff's values
1: yeah like they've sold out already they've just started and Mm. sold out
2: on the other hand i see it as a you know very strategic move by by first targeting getting the anc out of government while trying to maintain the principles of the eff and the the integrity of the eff by not taking positions and becoming too um perhaps stained by by the the criticism of the DA and also the responsibility in in some of the decisions the DA will be bound to take while they're mm. in government and i think i think at the end of the day it's hard to say you know what what would have happened otherwise but i think it's a very strategic and very clever move from the
1: EFF. You agree, Nanjani? Genius or a complete silly move by the EFF? No,
0: it's it, it's really. Uh, I mean, for them, yeah. it uh, it makes absolute sense. And I think that the ANC is still trying to orientate itself to being in opposition yeah. in all these uh, in the, these councils. Yeah. But I think the EFF knows exactly what they're going to give everyone their a hell run. Yeah. I think Salim Simanga and Herman Mashaba have Please. no idea what they got themselves into. I think they're going to give them a real hell run. Um. And you know the, the the formula that they've come out, uh, up with, they can choose to assist the uh, the DA when they want to, and they can choose to mm. torment them when they want to. So you know that they they then keep their revolutionary agenda, as they call it, on track. Uh, you know it's not as as Greg says that you know it's not tainted by yeah. whatever decisions that the that the DA makes. Um, and I think that they, they keep, they keep their image as, um, a, a vibrant, robust opposition party. Um, but I think it was also a very mature move, mm. uh, to say we're not going to hold up delivery. Mm. Mm. Uh, you know, we, we're gonna, uh, we're gonna make a decision to vote. Yeah. Uh, we're going to partner with opposition parties so that delivery can, can continue. Um, but I think that, um, yeah, I think they're going to be really aggressive. And you saw it yesterday, um, that, mm. you know, there was nothing that was going, uh, happening easy, easily because of the EFF. You know, they object to every single thing. And I think, you know, it's, there are hard times ahead in, in South Africa's councils now with the, with the EFF in the mix. Um, and um, you know, especially when it comes to the allocation of budgets, yeah. I think they're going to fight and fight hard, and therefore, you know, there's going to be a lot of um, they're going to have to be a lot of behind the scenes groundwork hmm. um, with with the DA uh, contingency in these councils to be able to get support from the uh, from their coalition partners now and from the EFF so that they can keep things going.
2: I think all the sort of. um All these negotiations and discussions that have been happening between political parties over the last sort of two weeks since the results came out are simply just going to have to continue because with the DA and its coalition partners and then the EFF element, they're just going, it's going to be a continual debate and like, you can't see what Greg's gesturing aggressively. That's how challenging yeah. I think yeah. this will be. Coalition I think coalition governments by their very nature yeah. are extremely difficult because everyone needs to be satisfied. Everyone sort of wants a piece of the pie or wants wants a demand to be met. And there's so many interests to to factor in to when things like budgets are being passed. Um, it's extremely complex and challenging to, to rule by a coalition government. And in, in places like, uh, Johannesburg and Tuane now, it's not just a coalition government, but mm. this weird formula where we need EFF support to pass anything. Yeah. So I think is right. There's, there's going to be a lot, have to be a lot of sort of discussions with the EFF and sort of continually getting them on board. As, as the DA goes forward in leading these councils. And I think sort of the role of some of the bigger leaders as well in, in these sort of issues could come into play. Like we saw, you sort of saw Bantu Holo guys like him really sort of seem to step up in these, in sort of these talks and try to provide a
0: kind of guidance
2: in, yeah, yeah, a sort of moderate voice between, yeah. between the sort of disputing parties or, yeah. yeah. you know, and so I think we're going to need leaders like that, both from the DA, EFF and some of these coalitions to make sure that these parties stay in discussions, trying to continue that services keep on being delivered and that the the councils are able to do the best for the people.
0: I, mean, I think there's another way of looking at it as mm. well, is that while there, there needs to be this robustness and... Uh, Aggressive debating mm. of of issues. I think that it is also important for all those opposition parties, the the DA with its coalition partners, plus the IFP which has a separate arrangement, plus the EFF yeah. who has a separate arrangement, for all of them to make sure that throughout all this, that they keep the councils running that there is progress, that there is evidence of tangible change. Because I think that they've sent an important message out to the electorate that you don't only have to do things a certain way, that voting ANC, election after election, year after year, is not the only option you have. Look at these options that we, that we now have um, all different uh, formulas in different municipalities, the different partnerships. So look at it broadly. When it comes to 2019, you can have coalitions in the different provinces. Yeah. You can have coalitions at national level. Yeah. So, you know, think out of the box and and let, let's make this work. So it's not only about saying, okay, you're there now. Let's give Herman and Mashaba a hard time. Yeah, as hard as we can and, to, yeah, make yeah. to make a point. To make a point. It also needs to be demonstrable that these coalitions actually work because for 2019 that is going to be an important... I think it's going to be in people's minds that, okay, look, we can go back to make sure that, you know, go, go, uh, to vote ANC again to make sure things just move. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or we can give these other guys a chance, but the problem is that, you know, nothing happens. And they all start fighting and squabbling and, not, yeah. uh, you know, the, the, there's no functionality. So that, that's an important factor for all these, um, opposition parties to keep in mind.
1: Yeah. I think that would have been a big factor in the DA, and uh, not in the DA, sorry, in the, in the EFF's reasoning is on one hand, it's great when they're of attention and it's great when they can be seen to be putting the poor first, but you also don't want to be the person who's always blocking anything and blocking progress. You don't want to appear to just be antagonistic. Yes, just exactly. For the sake.
2: Yeah. So
1: that's gonna be the fine line I think for them between now and between national elections is how do you still be pro poor and always appear to be pro poor without looking like you just And you also watch you, your time. actions yeah. need
0: to make sense. Okay. You can't just be a rebel for the sake just of for it. The sake, yeah. I mean, I saw a tweet by uh, Andy Lemgretama this yeah. morning saying, "Let's go and occupy land" or something like that. And you think, okay, what's your, the, uh, you know, the, d- well, he was talking about doing it in Swane, okay. um because he wants to provoke the DA to forcibly remove him, not because he wants to give people land. It's not
1: about that land it's specifically. Not, it's, it's not just, about that. Yeah. It's
0: just because he wants the DA to lock him up, and you know, you can't make silly statements like that when you have the responsibility of leading when people have given given you their vote to lead and you have to make decisions that represent them so andile can make decisions because he represents himself nobody voted for Mm. him um so you know if he wants to get locked up let him get locked up but the thing is that all these other people carry the mandate of those all those people who voted for them so they need to make responsible decisions
1: um, I mean, just last thing on the EFF before we want to talk a bit about the ANC in, as opposition is, um, I mean, Greg, we talked about this before and, and something that wasn't reported too much is, is during Julius Malema's, uh, press conference, uh, to announce the decision they've taken on the coalition or not to coalition. Is he, is he spoke quite, quite sternly and almost aggressively to people within the party who really had wanted to go in to, to get some positions and people, and he was he was super stern and aggressive about that. And I'm curious as to whether as the EFF continues to grow, those issues will become more apparent. Or people who had a different plan, people who did want to exercise some kind of power in government, people people who may not agree with this decision. Yeah. I think it was yeah. it was
2: very interesting to hear him so frank on those on those issues and yeah. really coming down hard on these EFF uh, members who. Who I think he said um, are bringing ANC tendencies into the party. So you know, wanting um, wanting jobs, wanting to to take council positions, even um, perhaps perhaps when they didn't win the ward, but but the EFF has got PR, yeah, and wanting to take those up, yeah, and um, I think I think it's. Will, will it become more apparent as the EFF goes forward? Yeah. I think Julius, that's what Julius is trying to do, and stamp this out right now, and cool. say, "Look, this is not what the EFF is a, is about. Yeah. This is why we're not taking positions. We are committed to our core values, and we're not in this thing uh, to eat people's money." Um, but obviously, with with politics and politics everywhere, uh, uh, everywhere around the world, I think both they're always personal interests that come into play, yeah. as well as um, political divisions that come into play. And I think it, it will be important going forward for the EFF to manage particularly the political divisions um, because, because they could – there's a possibility in the future that the EFF could see sort of splits and it could – with Julius as sort of – Julius and, and – And the other sort of top six leaders, if they have quite a strong hold over the decisions of, of, of where the EFF goes and supporters may perceive that members may perceive that they either, either aren't benefiting from this or that they're being sidelined. Um, it could sort of, you know, bring about certain fractures within the party. But I think, I think at the moment, um, the EFF seem to be. At least publicly appearing to come down quite hard on that.
0: I think an important message for the EFF to send out is how they do things differently from mm. the ANC. Um, and they do mm. want to, uh, to remodel their, their employees and their, their representatives, um, as being grounded in communities, uh, have, having a different outlook and perspective on how they operate, and therefore I think that they even said that their uh, their salaries would be cut and uh and donated to uh to certain projects and okay. and things like that so uh you know he 's trying to uh to model this this contingent of 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 uh you know uh, workers. Uh, you know rather than than high flying politicians mm. you know uh, um with in 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 uh, in fancy cars and things he uh is is trying to conceptualize a new type of public representative and I think that is one of the 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 tragedies of of the the e f f not getting a municipality because it would mm. have been really interesting yeah. to see how that would work in practice, but he's saying that uh, they're going to try and do that in wards that they control now. To to have their their, their councilors uh, what councillors and PR councilors yeah. being able to you know um really work in the in those wards that they control and 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 deliver even if they are not in charge of the uh, the council so I think that that is something to watch because it moves the the efF away from all its uh rhetoric and you know its uh, ag- aggressive stance against uh, other opposition parties to say, okay, so what exactly are you able to do um and I don't. I think you know that that they can't can't do that anywhere else. They can't do it at national and provincial mm-hmm. le- uh, level so much because uh, uh, you know they they don't control they don't ha- don't control anything really. They all they have is is representation in the legislatures. But here in where, where they now are controlling wards, they they, they rep- represent actual wards. Uh, I think you know it, that would be a real area of interest, particularly when you see how um you know people who ANC representatives have used their positions to uh uh you know benefit themselves yeah, yeah. to loot the state uh and the, and that is what has caused so much of the factional divides in the ANC and and this battle for resources um and if the EFF can change that orientation of councillors uh, i think that would be a really progressive step
1: Okay. Uh, unfortunately, that's all the time we have. And what? We okay. can't even talk about ANC. Okay. All right. Okay. Now, let's get into it. We got kicked out of TV last night. Okay. What do you want to say about the double vote yesterday? No. No, No. Yeah, no, yeah. no nothing about the double okay. vote yesterday. But yeah. no, I
2: think it's, I think, excuse me, for me going forward, yeah. one of the key issues is it's important to point out as well. Yeah. Obviously, we're talking about the news and what's new is yeah. where councils have changed. But I think the ANC, as they've kept on pointing out, is that I think they've won 161 um, out of 200. Th- Thirteen, I think municipalities. That's not right, but anyway, they've you know the ANC still like significantly. That's what the press. That's what the press (laughs) said. Whether
1: it's true is different. Yeah, they're they're still
2: significantly the um, dominating party across the country. Yeah. But for me, one of the key issues going forward is in ANC strongholds, many of their supporters did not come out to vote. Both the EFF and – well, EFF kept voting uh, um, participating in municipal elections for the first time yeah. and DA did increase the vote a bit. But one of the key problems with the ANC was what looked like their voters actually staying at home. In the next few years, I think one of the most interesting things for me is what these voters decide to do um, whether and the reasons that they did not vote at all. Um, and so I think that's one thing we're going to have to keenly watch. Obviously, it will relate to how the ANC handles this issue themselves and how they both – the strategies they implement from a national perspective as well as in some of these areas how they adopt to the opposition benches. But I think we're going to have to really sort of watch, watch these issues closer and to see whether the ANC can manage to get some more of their supporters back out to vote or whether – in fact, more ANC supporters might stay – even more might stay at home next time, or some of those voters might even turn to other opposition parties.
1: Okay. Perfect. Uh, I think Greg is satisfied now. We're getting <laughs> kicked out. Thank you so much, Greg Nicholson and Jenny Musami. Thanks for joining me. Everybody, thanks for tuning in. Remember, you can download and share the podcast. Um, we'll see you next week, 1 to 2 p.m., same time, same place.
2: The Daily Maverick Show on
0: cliffcentral.com.